In today's episode of Rare Humans, I'll be talking with one of my favorite humans, Cooper Wilson. Cooper is an artist manager based in LA, leading a roster of talented singers, songwriters, and DJs through his own management company, High LQ. Cooper's most accomplished artist, Josh Levi, was recently nominated for a Grammy and voiced the lead character role in Disney Pixar's Turning Red. Cooper is well known within the music industry for his incredible work ethic, but most notably, his attitude towards the industry and the light he brings to every room. Cooper Wilson, how are you, man? I'm good. How's it going, Evan? Good. Thank you so much for for hopping on the podcast today. And it's an honor and a pleasure. Well, how are you? How's your week going? How's uh how's your year going? I guess we're coming to a close here pretty shortly. How how's everything going? We are. This year flew by super fast. Um feeling very grateful about this year. Um I feel like was able to accomplish a lot with the artists I work with. Um Still got a month left, still trying to get a couple more wins on the board, but um, I'm feeling really great about how this year played out and super uh, energized and looking forward to the next one. Cool. Well, you and I have been working together for almost, geez, I think it's been a couple of years now. Um, And, you know, I consider you somewhat of a mentor in a way where, you know, I'm, I've been doing my thing for for a while but i still am super eager to learn and i always know that there's always room for growth you know even if you're i feel like even if you put in your ten thousand hours like you still have you know the the sky is the limit (laughs) so uh i always appreciate our conversations and just you know the advice that you give me and and even a lot of young creatives in this space too i feel like you've always been kind of a big brother in a way so um i kind of wanted to talk with you about that and and what you know, what your initial phase was in your career, um, and your journey. And did you have anyone, uh, in particular, um, that was kind of like your, your mentor or big brother in a way? Yeah. Well, first of all, I really appreciate the kind words. That means a lot. Um, and I too really enjoy the conversations that you and I have. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll get on a call and an hour or two will go by and we'll have talked about so many great things. And I always walk away from those conversations learning a lot as well. Um, As far as my mentors, I definitely have been blessed to have a few really great mentors along the way. Um, I would say my my two um, biggest mentors are Steve Rifkin um, on the music side, who's a legendary music mogul um, and an an uncle to me. consider him family and we also have some business together right now and then my other uncle my blood uncle brian robbins um who is now the sitting ceo of paramount pictures and nickelodeon and throughout my whole life um it's you know he's always done something amazing and he never ceases to amaze me but i've been very blessed to um to watch them work and to receive great advice and great, um, you know, insight along along my journey and along my career as well. I'll never forget we were at uh, the red carpet premiere um, for Turning Red with Disney and, and and Josh, and you know, I think that that was my first red carpet, and you know, I had that you know sparkle in my eye, and you looked at me and laughed, and you're like, "Is this your first time doing this?" And I said, "Yeah." What about you? And you kind of laughed, and you're like, "Man, I grew up around this. <laughs> this is." <laughs> This was my childhood being grown up on red carpets. And I'm sure that, you know, you have probably a lot of cool stories with your uncle and, and all that, but, um, you know, and then real quick, before you go on, I got to shout out my mom too, because she's also been a big mentor for me. And, um, I look up to her in a lot of ways too. She's a casting director, um, in film and TV, but she actually started off as a manager. So she ran a management company out of our house growing up. Um, and I got to watch her move and shake and work. And, um, you know, she's a, an industry veteran for going on 30, 40 years. And um, she's also somebody that I definitely um, am inspired by. So That's, sorry. No, you're good. That's amazing. I, I love um, I love talking with people or, or even knowing people that have such a tight knit community of, in their family. And, and, you know, you see it in a lot of um 
interviews with other artists that kind of grew up having parents in their world that they want to be in. And you just get so much firsthand knowledge and experience and, and you're literally growing up in that environment. So it's super cool. I, you know, my mom was, was a singer and, and I got to watch her um, do her thing locally in, in Spokane where I grew up. Um, but when I moved out to LA, you know, I, I knew new, like no one at all. And it was such a, it was almost like a blank canvas. And, and so I feel like for you growing up in that environment, like you skipped all you, you were you're fortunate enough to skip that phase of like what is this world you know you're like i've been known this world so <laughs> that, yeah. that's a that's amazing that's a that's a blessing right there in itself what are what are some of your you know first memories that you have or just that initial time in your life where you're like man this is i, I want to be in the entertainment industry or i want to be because you're now a music manager um do you have any you know pivotal moments in your in your life that you can remember where you're like oh man i, I really want to to do this i want to go for this man um you know what like if you ask uh, i'm blessed to still uh be really really close with about 15 of my friends that i went to elementary school and then middle school high school and then some even on to college with and if you were to ask them they would uh, attest to the fact that i've always kind of known um the path that i wanted to take um, and I've taken a, a few different detour routes along the way, but um, ultimately, um, and by the way, the story is still very early. I feel like for me, I feel like I still have a lot, a lot more to do and accomplish and a lot more goals to check off, but kind of always knew since I was fairly young. Um, it's just, it's kind of what I knew. It's what I saw. And I remember the... Um, I remember being, I don't know what it was, it must've been like eight, nine or 10 in that range. And um, at the time my uncle had created the show, All That. And I, and, uh, I would take my class to the live tapings because they used to do live tapings on Friday night at the show. And uh, I just remember, you know, how excited all the kids were. And uh, I remember having my little lanyard VIP and like walking around and going backstage. And I just like love the feeling of the, just being a part of the show. Um, and uh, it was just so exciting. And I think uh, my love for it maybe started then. Amazing. Right. It's it's cool to, to look back because you never really probably think about that a lot um, until you really think about it. <laughs> and, totally. uh, you know, I've, I've had people you know, reach out to me or say, Hey, how did you get your start? Or how do you, and I sit, I have to sit there and be like, huh, that is a good question. <laughs> like, cause it all, I mean, you know, this, uh, as well, but it all just flows together. Right. Um, there's no really real set plan. I mean, you can get advice and, and you can kind of get guided or, or put in the right direction, but at the end of the day, life it has a funny way of, of putting you in the position that you're in, uh, every day. Um, and as long as you're contributing to that, personal mission and you're staying true to what you believe in and um your passions i feel like yeah life just has a funny way of guiding you to opportunities and um you know to speak on the idea of energy like whatever you put in or think about or or you know put into that pot it's it's going to start stirring and and those things are going to start to fall on your lap i mean you and i have had countless i mean many conversations about the concept of of manifestation and if you want something it's it's not gonna it might not be easy or it might come easy but it's there you know and it is already yours if you speak about it um so you know that that's that's cool that we're both in a position right now where it's like we're in we're happy where we're at but like we we it's just we're just getting started <laughs> And, you know, so. so for you now, you're, you're a music manager. One of your, um, one of your artists, Josh Levi, who's slowly but surely becoming like the king of R&B. Um, every time I, I film with him or, or work with him, whenever he has an unreleased song in the studio that he plays, whatever, I literally drive home humming that song already instantly. It's like crack. <laughs> um, how has it been for you? Uh, to be in such a unique situation to manage an artist, you know, what does that take? What are some, some key important things that you've learned so far? Um, and, and I know I'm rambling right now, but just to let the people know that watch this, like you are, in my opinion, one of the hardest working people I've ever worked with. Um, you know, so like 
I, I thought this would be a great opportunity, you know, for, for the people that do watch this, or if there's anyone out there that is interested in music management or A&R or anything like that, just how much work it really takes and what goes into it. Uh, if you want to kind of talk on that. Yeah. Well, first to speak to Josh Levi, um, I'm super proud of everything we've been able to accomplish. I mean, we've been working together. We started working at the top of 2020, um, right as the pandemic hit. Um, and Josh was independent at the time. Um, we decided to put out an, an EP project independently. Uh, we pulled some some invest investments together, shot a few music videos, uh, distributed the project through a great company, STEM. Um, and we had a lot of success. It was really, really exciting to watch that and build it all on our own, just me and him. And then slowly but surely watch the kind of team build um, over the last two years. Um, we have great agents, um, Mike G and Daniel McCartney at UTA, um, as well as Riley Folsom, David Zedek, and the whole team over there is amazing. And um, one of my old friends, Benoni Tango, um, gave me a call uh, about a month after the project came out and um, was singing one of the songs off the record, Don't They? And uh, I got a kick out of that. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, what have you been up to? You know, we caught up. And he's like, you know, Issa, Issa Ray and I um, uh, just started a label uh, with Atlantic Records. And we want to we want to work with Josh. Um, we think what you guys have done so far is amazing. And we would love to talk about about partnering. Um, and we were super excited you know, super flattered and energized by that. And, you know, Issa is such a legend in her own right and everything she's been able to accomplish thus far and also still early in her journey. Um, and, you know, what she means to the culture and Benoni is such a brilliant man and um, it just made so much sense. So we ended up entering that partnership towards the end of that year. Since then we released, um, Disc two, which is the second installment to the first EP, disc one. And um, same thing, you know, rave reviews, a lot of excitement, a lot of growth, a lot of uh, celebrity peer endorsements, industry endorsements, a lot of recognition, um, super, super exciting. And, um, and then to top it off, cherry on top, of the end of this year, Josh participated in a Pixar, a Disney Pixar film, Turning Red, where he played the member of a Boyd band, Four Town. And one of the songs from that film was actually nominated for a Grammy uh, this year, which is super exciting. It's Josh's first of many Grammy nominations. Um, He's going to be getting a lot. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's just been a you know, a, a very great ride so far with our, our, our partners at Atlantic and radio. And, um, you know, it's only been just about two years, uh, you know, less than 24 months of me and Josh going at this. And we just feel like the sky's the limit. And uh, we set ourselves up for, for an exciting 2023. Um, it's so, it's so much fun to, to work with you and Josh, just because you guys, always keep it fun right um you know i've i've worked with certain artists that you know i get it like they take the craft very seriously but there's also this balance of enjoying life and slowing down and and enjoying it and that's what i've always appreciated working with you and and josh is like when it comes time to work heads are down and 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 we're all focused but um we'll never let that get in the way of a good time <laughs> absolutely and to speak to the, you know, you mentioned about how the, the hard work it takes. Um, it definitely does. Um, it's a 24-7 grind, especially in music management uh, specifically, because music is, um, you know, you're managing so many different revenue streams, right? Um, an artist is, is a brand and you have the music side, right, which could be publishing, master sales, streaming. You have your live shows, the touring business, which is a whole, you know, whole business in itself. And then there's the merchandise business, right? And then there's the brand and endorsement side of things. So, you know, you're 
you're operating so many different things. Um, and it's really exciting, but it's really demanding. And you really got to love it because it's just like being a CEO of anything. If you're an entrepreneur, you got to eat, live, sleep, breathe, die by by your, the brand you're building. Um, so that's what it takes. It takes a 24-7 commitment. And then also, um, you know, a great ma manager, a great agent can only be as great as the artist they work with, right? Um, so I'm super blessed to be able to work with great artists that really care about their craft and are super passionate. And specifically Josh, um, I always call him, compare him to Kobe. And we actually started working together around the time that Kobe passed away. And uh, I'm, I'm from Los Angeles, LA native, diehard Laker fan, diehard Kobe fan. And I feel like Josh um, resembles a lot of my favorite qualities about Kobe, which I also try to embody. And I think that that's why we work so well together and we've had so much success, um, you know, so quickly is that we both share that same competitive edge, attention to detail, um, you know, competing ultimately with yourself to be the best version of yourself. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's a blessing in itself to be able to work with great artists. Cause like I said, you can't, you can't be a great manager and agent without be working with great artists. So, um, yeah, I'm just super grateful and, um, and, um, I, and I feel, I feel like, uh, you know, when you're talking about Josh too, um, in the music industry and in, in entertainment industry and, and just LA in general, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of potential for distractions, especially for artists, right. Uh, especially in the day and age of social media and, and, um, you know, when you eliminate those distractions, when you eliminate the fluff or the, you know, the ego and all that, um, you really, you really just have to meet yourself, uh, in that, that space, um, to, to perform and to get better and to grow. And you can't do that while you're distracted. Uh, and I think that's, you know, a quality that you guys both share too, where, um, at the end of the day, like there's work that needs to be done. There's improvements that need to be made. Um, I'll never forget, like, since you brought up Kobe, one of my favorite interviews is, I forget what, um, year it was, but they were in the finals and, and they were on their final game, um, to win the, um, the, uh, NBA finals and the, the interviewer said, or the, um, journalist said, you know, Kobe, how does it feel to, you know, you're, you're one game away from, from winning the NBA finals. And, and he had this dead serious look on his face and he goes, the work's not finished yet. He's like, we, we might be up, you know, three to one or whatever it was, whatever the series is at, but he's like, the, but the work's not done yet. Um, and you know, whenever I'm with you or, or Josh, uh, it's kind of that same attitude where, you know, you have these big wins, you know, Josh gets, uh, you know, he's, he's out here like on red carpets and he's out here doing photo shoots and he's, he's doing, uh, you know, Grammys, whatever it may be. Um, and he, he has that like two or three hour period where he's hyped on that, but then wakes up the next morning and it's a new day back to the, back to the story, back to the grind. So uh, I, I think a lot of people should understand that whatever industry you want to go into or whatever um, profession you want to go into, you know, when, when that does, when things do start looking up and things are going well for you, um, stay focused, <laughs> remain humble and have that Kobe, you know, Mamba mentality where um, it's not finished yet. Uh, and uh, you and I are both the same where we're probably going to be asking questions out of curiosity and wanting to get better till the day that we die or take our last breath. Uh, that's just how life is. And, and that's the, the, the fun part in it. Um, how do you find I, yourself? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to speak to that point. Um, I actually have a tattoo. I only have a few tattoos, but I have a tattoo on my arm right here that says this too shall pass. Mm. And it's not only for, for like when, when times are rough, you know, it's like, I know, you know, times might be rough right now, but things always get better with time. It's also for the times when you're high and you're yep. on a, you know, and you have the big win and you got to remind yourself, like, you know, you still want to enjoy it and be like, okay, this is cool, but 
know that that moment's fleeting as well. And that can kind of keep you in this like even keel, like constant journey of learning and discovery and, and growth. Um, you know, you know, you never want to get stuck in the rut, but you never want to get stuck in the clouds either. Um, and like you said, every day is a new day and it's like a new day to get better, a new day to grow, a new day to learn something new. Um, and that's kind of like the attitude I like and the approach I like to take with life and my work. Definitely. And, you know, when you're down, when you're at your lowest, that's almost when you become the most inspired because you believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself so much, you know what you're capable of. You have full confidence. Uh, there's been plenty of times where I've, you know, failed publicly and I've um, done things that in a sense made me better than, than what I was before that happening. So it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Um, and those moments are super crucial to, to character development. But then on the, the other side of that spectrum, um, when you're, when you're feeling like everything's going your way and everything is flowing and the abundance and everything, if you get too caught up in that, and then it all comes crashing down or something beyond your control happens, that also wakes you up because you're, it brings you back to, to earth. You're like, oh shit. So there's this like spectrum, right. Um, and, and really finding that like balance between the two like you'll never be surprised or be like what the fuck you know like it's kind of like stoic i don't know if you're familiar with like stoic living and all that um they always say uh you know whether it's a bad thing that happens or a good thing that happens it's just life happening um but i actually it's i, I never knew you had that tattoo i want to share my screen really quick and show you uh this is something that i had saved three or four years ago um, from an artist who he's a VFX artist and had made this and I saved it on my hard drive because I think he got rid of it or it was a story or something and I was like I need it to, to to keep this um and whenever I feel like us collectively as as humans are going through a rough period you know I posted this a lot during COVID um but I'm going to share my screen really quick and and show you uh this video it's super quick it's only like 10 seconds oh. all right can you see this yep all right absolute fact yeah so i always uh let me stop sharing i always go back to that video because it's almost like inspiring in a way too so inspiring you know I, another, I'm, thing, I'm, another thing it does is it reminds you that time is our most valuable commodity i guess mm -hmm. you can say because it's the one thing you can't you can't get back it's the one thing you can't buy it's the one thing you can't create and it's important to live life with a sense of urgency. I remember I read one of Steve Jobs' books and he talked about like every morning he would look at himself in the mirror and if two and like have a conversation with himself. And if too many days went by where he felt like he was straying away from his purpose, he would like, you know, snap himself out of it and be like, come on, Steven, like, you know, and I think that that's another thing that this two shall pass kind of reminds you of is like, you know, we we are gonna pass. And um, it's like, we have this limited amount of time on this, you know, this gift of time on this earth. And it's like, what are we going to do with it? You know, not, not even just for ourselves. Like, what are we going to leave behind? What are we going to give back um, and contribute while we're here? Yeah. And one of the things that I've learned too um, is you never want to um, think of yourself as a victim of anything. Uh, the minute that you take responsibility for your reality, uh, many doors will open. And, um, you know, if you play the pity game and if something happens and you get knocked down, uh, you know, I, I grew up around old school parents and you get your ass back up and, and keep trying and, and, and don't give up. So the pity um, game is a losing game. Yeah. If it's, you always it's, take the blame or you take responsibility, even if maybe it wasn't even your fault, you can't lose that way. You can, yeah there's and, always a lesson you're giving yourself room to grow you're identifying you know what could i have potentially done differently you can't control what anybody else does but you so if you take ownership and you you, you know you take ownership over your circumstances like you're taking control over your outcomes yeah and you know come up to others totally and it, it, when you 
allow yourself to play the the victim game um you're just driving your energy lower to a lower state um you know it's not crazy or some conspiracy it's very true that energy is what flows around us and it, and it involves every encounter and every action and so you know do you want to be contributing towards um higher frequency better energy or do you want to feed into the to the lower frequency lower energy things and um you know when you fail when you make mistakes those are opportunities that doesn't mean you're a bad person that doesn't mean that you're a failure or you're never going to succeed when you kind of flip your perspective and change your perspective and look at those as opportunities to learn and to grow you know i feel like i'm always asking questions even if it's like even if i'm on a walk and some guy is driving around an excavator and it looks cool I'm going to be like, oh, what does that little thing do? Or what is that? Like having that curious mind um, will help you find out more about yourself and the world and where you fall into that area and and what you want to learn, what you want to become. And yeah, it's it's important. You know, it's important. You are important. Um, your time matters. I think there's a couple artists out there that I've seen posts like, things like, you know, none of this shit matters or life doesn't matter. I don't know. I have a hard time and maybe someone can change my perspective on this, but I have a hard time agreeing with that. Life does matter. You know, you're clearly here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. And if you take it um, to a point where, you know, your potential is is limitless, like you, you really can make a difference. Um, Absolutely. And to speak to your point about failure, I think that's such an important thing to think about, like back to like the victim concept and then like failing Failing is your opportunity to grow, right? You can't, it's, you can't grow without failure. Uh, I even, I'll even take it to the gym. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a frequent, you know, I'm big on physical and mental health. Um, and, uh, you know, I try to make it to the gym every morning by 6am, the first thing I do. And what you learn when you, when you start to work out is gro muscle growth comes from failure. So you can only grow muscles by pushing yourself to a limit of failure, actually tearing and ripping apart your muscles mm. and then eating the proper foods and proteins to, to feed them to grow back bigger and stronger. So like a bodybuilder is constantly breaking and failing and ripping their muscles apart and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's just like a metaphor for anything in life is like you got to push yourself to failure to grow. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I always love the analogy of, of exercise and, and working out, whatever it may be, um, because it rings true in any area of your life. I actually, um, I just downloaded like a shit ton of eBooks uh, on my iPad because I'm going to start reading. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to try to push myself. I'm going to try to read like two books a week. <laughs> and um I, I noticed, I was like, man, I, I wonder what my words per minute count is or how my speed is, whatever. And so I, um, first thing I did is, is I downloaded another PDF that helps you time it and see where you're at. And then there was another book that I downloaded to teach you how to be a faster reader. And I thought it was funny because I thought it was going to be this like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to be, you know, all those gimmicky, whatever. But it was so ironic almost because you open the book thinking that there's going to be some little secret and literally all the author does is say practice. <laughs> He's like, there is no secret. There is no uh, magnesium pill or this or that or coffee, whatever. All you have to do is read every single day for two hours. And within two months, you're going to be reading faster. Yeah. There was a couple things that he said, like, you know, you can skim through certain things or areas that aren't as important, or you can search for themes or you can kind of breeze over certain things. But at the end of the day, it came down to practice. And that is the case for every single thing in life. Um, you know, if you want to go throw a football and you throw the football and you're like, I'm trash at this. And then you get discouraged. It's like, well, no shit. You've never thrown that a day in your life. But if you go find a coach or you find a, a roommate or, or your girlfriend to toss the ball with every day for six months, you know, six months later or a year later, you know, you're going to be C string on a or th third string. On, no, I'm kidding. You're not going to be that good, but <laughs> it's the, the principle of it is it, 
everything in life, you're, you're, you're only going to be as good as the information you have. And when you practice and when you um, put in the, the effort, um, you're going to get better. And people are, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're kind of living in like an instant gratification world right now um, where you can order uh, something on Amazon and sometimes it's on your front porch within eight hours, which is like insane. Um, but it, but the human mind doesn't work like that. Um, you can take, you know, steroids to get muscles or you can do all these cheat codes, whatever. But to truly authentically get better at anything in life, it's it comes down to practice um and usually know. when you cheat right like when you do something like a steroid or something like that you're losing something yeah. right you're giving something up to get that quick gratification but when you earn it the hard way inch by inch you're building the foundation that can never be broken yeah and you're you're, you're building um confidence in a way too you know there's a lot of people out there that i'm sure are massively depressed um, because they're not achieving anything or they're not, you know, testing the limits a little bit, you know, obviously you got to be interested in something. I'm, I'm not, the, the purpose of still human is I always tell people, I'm not ever going to tell you how to live your life or what to do. I'm just going to give you the room or the space to, to think about these things. And then you can make that call for yourself. I don't believe in people pushing their own agendas or ideas of living because we're all different. Um, and so I think that, to go back to my point though, about the whole depression thing and all that. Um, one thing I will say though, is like, if you're sitting there saying like, oh, I'm depressed or I'm this or that, it's like, well, what are your habits? You know, what are your, what are you doing? You're okay. You're waking up and you're scrolling TikTok or you're doing this or doing that, like staying in all day, whatever. It's like, man, go get curious about the world. Go, um, go be curious, go, discover something, go have a conversation. You might never, you, you never know where that might uh, lead you. Um, and yeah, it's just like, totally. And, no and excuses. I, I think like speaking specifically on depression, it, it's like action builds confidence, action builds character. And then starting it's like mind, body, and soul. Right. So the easiest way to 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 kind of get your habits in the right direction and kind of get yourself feeling good, I would say like 80% of that is like your body, right? Like, and I don't mean like being in like amazing shape. It could be like going on a 20 minute walk every morning. Absolutely. It could be stretching, doing yoga, right? All of a sudden you're getting the endorphins flowing. You've accomplished something at the start of the day. So you can take that momentum into something else. And then, um, and then uh, when it comes to mind, um, I think meditation is a huge life hack. Um, I didn't really get into meditation until about probably like six years ago. Um, and it's funny, I use this app, uh, Headspace. That's a plug right there for Headspace. Great Quick, app. Another plug too, by the way, sorry to cut you off, but uh, LA County just passed a deal, a mental health deal that they partnered with Headspace. So anyone that lives in Los Angeles, you can go get a year free of Headspace. Really? Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I just had to. Everybody should go do. That. If you're in LA, you should do that. Because if you're listening or watching from LA, um, go get a year of Headspace because it is a great tool. It is a great app, and it's a great introductory for 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 meditation. Totally. It's very like, it's very educational, um, and makes it very easy to get started. Um, and I can honestly say, and this is going to even sound cheesy, but meditation really changed my life. And there's like two simple principles. Um, not cheesy. <laughs> and, and it and it and it brings me to to another point that I wanted to make about like depression as well. Um I'll actually start with that and then go back to med um uh, to meditation. So I believe in the yin and the yang of the universe, right? So I believe there's always like 50% of things going wrong in your life and 50% right. Like you could win the lottery and then go stub your toe on the door and break your toe. Or you, you know, like there's always going to be good and there's always going to be bad. And then uh, to tie this in with meditation, you're always going to have good and bad thoughts. So what I learned was the mind never stops thinking. Thoughts never stop. So even when you're sleeping, you dream, right? So as the second you're born, the mind is always thinking. So what can you do to control that? Well, through meditation, you can exercise the muscle 
of basically choosing what to give it att- what thoughts to give attention to. So like, you know, you're sitting here and the thoughts going by here. Oh, I got to do my homework or, oh, I have that bill due about. And you can get caught on a thought that can take you on this like wild ride of negativity, right? For You could be stuck in that thought for hours, days, maybe even weeks. What meditation teaches you is that the thoughts are always going to be there, but you can choose which ones you want to give attention to. So when one of those negative ones rides by, you could be like, okay, yes, okay, next, and then wait for the next one to come. And then, and then you can, in the downtime, you can also uh, give energy towards your breath, which kind of gives your mind a break from rabid thinking, right? So it's like little tools like that uh, create so much space for um, calmness and growth and happiness. And it's something you have to exercise. Like if you start meditating tomorrow morning and you do it for 30 days straight, it's just like building a muscle. You'll actually get that 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 muscle that allows you to choose the thoughts gets stronger and stronger. Um, so I went off on a little tangent there, but now I love it. When it comes to, to 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 depression and mental health, and it's like those are the actionable things that you that anybody can do, no matter what, no matter where you are in life. You can roll no, no excuses. Floor. Yeah, you can roll on the floor, do some push-ups. You can go on a jog. And you could sit in in silence with your thoughts and try to focus on your breath and try to and try to um, strengthen that that attention attention muscle. Yeah, and and meditation it really is, it, it, it's like a a flower that can just blossom into many different forms, whatever you however you allow it to 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 guide you. Um, and it kind of goes back to that philosophy of like not telling people what to do, but just giving them the space to discover it themselves. And meditation's the same way. There's hundreds of different forms of meditation. Um, there's, there's different ways that you can do it. There's different practices. Um, but at the end of the day, like whatever works best for you, like some people could meditate with, uh, some light music playing or, you know, some meditation music, other people like it silent. Um, some people like to meditate in bed. Others like to be in like a pose or whatever it is. Like that's the beauty of it is that there's not just one way to do it. Um, you can really craft it into your own experience. I'm, I'm pretty out of practice right now. I'm going to be honest, but there was a point earlier in the year where I was doing it for, you know, at least two or three months daily. And it got to the point where I would immediately within three or four minutes almost fall into this like imagination hallucination in a way (laughs) Um, because the practice became such a big part of my routine and ritual that um, when I was in that state, I almost like, yeah, it was just like they they use that term abundance a lot, Um, but you really do get into a state of flow and abundance through meditation if you practice. And it's like you said, it's no different than going to the gym. And, you know, the first few weeks are going to fucking suck, man. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend, she really became interested with practicing uh, meditation. And, and I told her, I warned her, I was like, hey, these first few week, weeks are going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be weird. You're going to think it's dumb. Your brain is going to be like, I don't have time for this. And she goes, okay. And then within a week, she was loving it and doing it on her own. And, and she was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It was a little weird at first, but now I'm kind of getting into rhythm and it's like, perfect. There you go. Now you have a new tool in your toolbox that you can go to. And um, yeah, man, that's the beauty of, of our world and, and humans is um, there's always something natural that you can do to help yourself, you know, living in a capitalistic society it has its pros but i would say the cons is someone is always trying to sell you something right you know whether it's pharmaceuticals or the next hack or this or that or but what it all comes down to is is um you know water oxygen silence stillness like these are these are the basic fundamentals of of our biological makeup and you you don't need anything else than yourself man you <laughs> so yeah it's funny that you said like that's and that is like a common thing with meditation. Like, oh, I don't have time for this. Like, you don't got five minutes. Like, yeah. how much time are you scrolling on TikTok? Like, yeah, how you, much just, you just you just scroll tick. You just doom scrolled for like thirty <laughs> minutes, and you yeah. sent five DMs. Yeah, 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 it's entertainment, but it's like the casino. It's like dopamine. You know, your your brain uh, is very, um, you know, it's very evolved and developed. But there are certain things that are very childlike that don't develop properly in the sense of like dopamine 
Um, for example, these little dopamine hits, your brain is always going to go towards what feels comfortable. Um, and that's just something that we got to live with and, and fight against. Um, cause if, you know, if you're to, if you were to allow yourself to keep indulging into these dopamine hits, I mean, look at how, look at how downhill someone can go, whether it's alcohol addiction, drug addiction, um, you know, gambling addiction, all these addictions stem from the fact that our brain is just naturally, some are a little bit more sensitive than, than others, addictive personalities. But the reality is, as our brains are always going to go back to what feels good. Um, yeah. I so think the you, universe is designed like that. It's, it's such a perfect design because, um, but, but we have false dopamine now because we've created all these artificial ways to get dopamine. But if you think about at its core, it's like, the brain said, like, oh, do more of this. This is good. And it will be usually lead you to the right path. Right. But because we have all this new artificial stuff is sometimes you could get tricked or you could get a false sense of dopamine. And that's where you can get into trouble. Totally. Um, and yeah. then once you go down that rabbit hole with all this artificial stuff, like if we're thinking about it, going back to the the tribal days and the early days of of humans, a dopamine hit back then would have been like, you're on top of a cliff looking at a, a, the sunset view or something, or, you know, the adrenaline that you feel even from like, uh, if you're a hunter gatherer or, you know, it, it was very, very much so rooted in just like the simplicities of life that you, you cherish. Um, but now it's like, we have these companies that are literally manufacturing product and software, you know, strictly to keep our attention at all times um, you know it's similar to like when you go to cancel a subscription and you have to go through like five pages it's like are you sure yes i'm sure oh but we'll give you 10 percent off here oh but you know it's like they you know it's designed um to make it hard for you to uh to say no um and yeah, well, i mean you can't at the same time you know we can't fault them either because as an entrepreneur it's like just like we spoke about earlier, we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves every day. So mm -hmm. to strengthen that connection with your your clients and make it harder to give it up is really what their what their job is. But that's why I think going back to not playing the victim and putting it back on you, that's why exactly. it's so important to exercise, so important to meditate so that like, you, I don't even, you don't get bombarded by those sales and then identify what you need. Like instead of letting somebody sell you what you need, sit with yourself, identify what you need, and then go seek those things. Mm -hmm. Then you can't be sold because yeah. you made the best of what you're looking to get. So I think like being aware of that is super, super important because then you know how to protect yourself. But at the same time, a lot of those things also add a lot of value to our lives too. So although we might be giving up attention and you might give, be giving some stuff up here and there, we're also gaining access to a lot of really, really great stuff that can be used for a positive. Totally. A lot of my so connections and yeah, a lot of my, my connections in my early, you know, days of my career were driven through Instagram DMs. Um, you know, you could view at the time Instagram as somebody could be like, it's a waste of time, delete social media, get off. And for me, I was like, well, I'm starting my career. Like, this is how I'm reaching out to people. I'm like cold DMing people. So it definitely, uh, it definitely can, you know, it's just like, where, however, whatever your perspective and view on it is, um, if you look at it in a negative way, then it's going to be a negative way. If it looks, if you look at it in a positive way, then that's, that's what it's going to be. Um, and you know, everything in moderation as well, you know, obviously TikTok is another product that, you know, that's designed to, to keep you, keep your attention. Um, but at the same time, like I laugh so fucking hard on TikTok, man. I literally like, it's, it's, given me the opportunity to stay in touch with friends like that are, you know, share the same humor as me. And I, I share videos. And so there's definitely this, this positive, the pro and con. Um, and I feel like there's a lot to learn. Like there's so many, you can learn how to cook. You can learn about restaurants in your neighborhood. You can learn about, like I've seen real estate lessons. I've seen financial advice. There's so much cool stuff. So you can kind of curate, you know, what works best for you. I think with media in general, I have this like interesting theory, even like film and television and music. It's like a lot of the stuff we consume is really to learn mm -hmm. how to live our life better, right? So you look up to, you watch a movie, you identify with like a character in the film, 
and you're like, how does he, you know, how does that guy dress or how does he talk to girls or right. And you're starting to pick these, these little lessons up that you kind of take into your own life. Or like, if there's like a, a an artist that you look up to and you're like, you know, how do they dress? Like, I want to live, I want to live that kind of life. The cool thing about like social media and this like short form content is it's like direct and to the point. And you can learn so much in such a quick amount of time and kind of like bounce around and like kind of curate your lesson. So um, ultimately, like I said, I believe like media, even though it's entertaining and you can laugh and you can cry, we really are drawn to it to kind of pull things from it so that we can kind of live our lives better. And kind of like give us like a blueprint and a guideline on like how to how to live because you know even you know we learn from our parents we learn from our peers but like you know as you get older you realize like wow you, you know your parents are just like kids too you know like when you're a, li a little kid you you're, you're so you're true hero and like they've done something that puts them on this place and then you get older and you realize like like once you hit thirty like you might physically look you know, different or, you, you know, you're obviously wiser and you have more wisdom for, this, for the most part. Like you're kind of the same. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Especially if you have other priorities, you know, like you have kids or a marriage, whatever it is, or a house to maintain. Like a lot of people, a lot of adults kind of fall into the routine and never really look elsewhere um, because of those early responsibilities. So I think it's cool too, that like, you know, I feel like our generation's really taking our time. Um, we're not rushing into anything uh we're 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 discovering more about ourselves i think you know things like meditation and through the the power of of technology as well and products like headspace i think are driving this awareness you know a lot of things before it's like you had to go to your library get a library card and rent a book about meditation but now you can go online and and you know get a subscription to headspace or go on youtube and there's millions and millions of different videos on meditation and there's podcasts and there's audiobooks and there's this and that. Like, I, I really truly believe to go to your point that like living in the information age and having this access to all this is just, it's literally like, it, it's such a pivotal point in human history. Um, you know, books were, were revolutionary in the sense that you could pass down information and, and storytelling and all that. But now that we're interconnected to technology and, and information, um, it's everywhere. Uh, if you, if you want to learn how to, um, I don't know, play ping pong, like, <laughs> you know, before you'd have to go you learn how to build a house on YouTube, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can build up a, a, a PC through like a 15 minute youtube video exactly so it is incredible well what are, what are some things that you're you know looking forward to in the new year i know we're kind of approaching the end of 2022 what are some things that you're looking forward to most in 2023 um looking forward to continuing to build with my artists with my partners um looking to venture uh back a little more into the film and tv space um, something that I've always been passionate about um, and uh, just continue to grow and learn and, and work with more creatives. And, uh, you know, David Geffen um, said something brilliant that I really connected with um, at the at his acceptance speech into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, he's probably one of the most iconic, legendary, like music managers, producers, executives. Um, and they asked him, like, you know, what made him special? And his answer was, you know, like, I don't really have, I'm not like talented, which I disagree with when he said that, but he's, I'm not really talented in the arts in this way, but I, my, my strongest talent, which, which I really resonated with is um, my ability to identify greatness in others mm. and helping them bring it out, helping them to bring it out of themselves and helping them believe how great they are. Um, and it's funny because we all have, you know, we all have these gifts and we all have purpose, but some people never have, like, it just takes like one person to kind of be like, no, man, you could do this. Like you're special to be like, you know what, maybe I am special. Mm -hmm. Um, so That's why I called you in the, uh, you know, earlier in the podcast, like a, a, a big brother in a way I view you like that because you know, like I said earlier, you always find the best in, in anyone. Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard a negative thing come out of your mouth in the two years that I've worked with you and known you. So people, you know, 
people like you are absolutely needed um, and very crucial and important to people's growth because there's a lot of other people out there. They're going to be like, man, you, you can't do that. You're, you're this, like, whatever, get real, like whatever. But like for someone like you to come in and really, truly, and it's not like you're like just gassing people up either. You're not just doing it for the sake of it. Like you truly see the greatness that other people have and the potential that they have. Um, and like you said, that can really, that can really be the push that someone needs. Uh, it's even been the push that I've needed before too. And I've, had calls with you where I'm like, man, something's not right or this or that. And it's just like, well, look at it this way, whatever. So it's, it's amazing that, you know, in an industry that sometimes can be very negative and, and cutthroat um, to have a, a light amongst the darkness like you is, is very crucial. So thank you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to be on and, and, you know, I, the podcast is just getting started, but I have a feeling that once it grows, we'll, we'll have to start doing some reoccurring guests. <laughs> and so maybe, uh, you know, maybe six months down the road or a year from now, we can look back at this conversation and, and look at how 2023 went. I do, I do believe it's going to be a great year um, for music and uh, just as human for humanity as a whole. You know, I think we've been through a lot in the last few years and we're all searching for a greater meaning uh, and our purpose and just really wanted to enjoy life and have a good time. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the new year. I am too, man. And I got to say, it's really been a pleasure to talk to you today. Um, I, 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 I told you this, I called you like uh, last week or the week before, and I listened to your first episode and I was like really blown away by how great um, of a production you put together. Um, from the music to even the way you uh, carried yourself in the conversation. I was very, very impressed. And I'm really excited to see where, where rare humans and still human goes from here, because I too, um, you know, I think you're, you're, you're really special. I think you have um, a great career ahead of you and I'm, I'm excited to see where, where you, where this goes. Um, well, thank you so much, Coop. I really appreciate you on this. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I'm 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 stoked to just like talk with people, you know, and and get to know people more. And I think there's a lot of great people out there behind the scenes that are making big moves, but don't really see, uh, you know, a lot of the shine. So I'm hoping that this podcast can, um, you know, connect some people and get inspired too. Um, so I, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Coop. No man, thank you, Evan. Have a good one. All right, later. <laughs>